changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. Father's Day is just 10 days away, and I want to talk about dads particularly dads who are serving in the military and the lengths that they have to go to in order to spend time with their families. I was surprised to learn recently that only one half of 1% of Americans are currently serving in the military. And for the other 99.5% of us who are just going on with our comfortable lives, it's worth considering what that small number of Americans do for us. I'm going to share two stories with you from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Military Families. The first one, by Jamie Handling, is called No Mission Too Difficult. And this story was actually featured in an interview I did on Fox News a few weeks ago because it is such a strong reminder that our military heroes do heroic things every day, even when they are safely serving here in the U.S., Jamie tells us that she and her husband, Mike, had tried for three years to get pregnant, and they finally had, despite all his deployments and absences. Now she was giving birth, but Mike couldn't be with her because he was a thousand miles away from their home in Georgia doing training in military intelligence in Arizona. Jamie's mother was coming to be with her for the birth, so she wouldn't be totally alone. The big day came, and Jamie gave birth to their baby girl, Amber. Jamie and her mom took Amber home on a Friday, and Saturday morning, exhausted, Jamie heard the doorbell ring and thought, okay, prepare for the onslaught of visitors. But it was her husband. Mike had driven a thousand miles from the base in Arizona so that he could see his wife and his new daughter. He was only going to be able to stay for 24 hours and then he would need to drive a 1,000 miles back to Arizona to be back on duty Monday morning. 1,000 miles home, one day with his new baby, and 1,000 miles back to work. Such is the life of a military husband. In another story from that same book, Lisa Hyman Johnson tells us what her father did to be with his family. Her father was 400 miles out in the Atlantic Ocean aboard the aircraft carrier USS America. He had just finished his shift as aviation maintenance chief for his squadron, and he was about to go to sleep when his skipper snapped on his light. He was bringing him some bad news. His wife and two of his children, one of them being our writer Lisa, had been critically injured in a car accident. The Navy was going to send him home as fast as possible. Lisa's father immediately asked, well, what about my third child? He had three, and they were only saying that two of them were alive but injured. It took two days for Lisa's father to get home, and on his journey, he learned what had happened. Lisa, her sister, her brother, and her mother were on their way home from a spelling bee when their car was hit. Lisa's sister had only cuts and bruises, but the rest of the family was badly injured. Her mother's legs and ribs were broken. Her brother's leg was broken so badly that he was in a body cast. And Lisa's pelvis was so seriously fractured that she was confined to bed with a sling holding her up. One of her eyes was injured, too. So when her dad appeared at her bedside, she could only see him through her one good eye. 
and she was in a haze from all the medication, too. But she heard him say, Everything's going to be all right. Old Dad's here. Lisa's dad took care of everything, caring for their uninjured sister and their dog at home and visiting the hospital every day to help his wife and two children. Eventually, they were all discharged, but the stress continued as they tried to recuperate in their little mobile home, which was crowded with wheelchairs and other hospital equipment. Lisa's dad took care of the house and the yard and the dog and his wife and the three children because, unfortunately, they had no close friends or relatives, so it all fell on him. Though he knew more about fixing jet engines than a 14-year-old girl's hair, he gently combed out Lisa's long, tangled mess, which was still full of broken glass from the accident. He made shorts to fit over her brother's body cast, and he carried each of them in and out of the car when they had to go to physical therapy. When the family had recuperated enough, Lisa's father had to report back to his ship. But it had been assigned to Vietnam, so he had to travel to Travis Air Force Base outside San Francisco to get a, quote, space-available seat on a plane going to Clark Air Base in the Philippines. That's where the ship was being serviced at U.S. Naval Base Subic Bay. He slept on two chairs in Travis's passenger terminal for an entire week, trying to be ready when a seat was announced over the loudspeaker. Finally, he got on a C-5 going to Hawaii, thinking there would be flights from their air base to Clark, but none was available, so he ended up hitching a ride on a C-141 to Wake Island, which is in the middle of the Pacific. He slept on the cargo plane's floor for that trip. And then the C-141 crew, after they delivered their cargo, received their next assignment, and it was where he wanted to go, Clark Air Base in the Philippines. So he went along with them, but then when he got there, he still needed to reach his ship, and overhearing that a C-141 crew was taking groceries to Subic Bay, he got himself allowed to squeeze in among the groceries in the cargo hold. Then when they landed, he had to go off to the operations office and see if he could get a taxi to his ship, but there were no taxis. So he walked back outside, saw a cab, and basically commandeered it and forced the driver to take him to the ship, but did tell him he'd give him a big tip. So then, finally, after traveling for nearly 10,000 miles, living off vending machine snacks and going without a shower or a shave for 12 days, he reported to the commander and said, I'm back aboard, Skipper. He was just another sailor reporting for duty. But to his family, he was a great military hero. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for This Old podcast today. You can read both of today's stories, plus 99 more in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Military Families. Come back tomorrow for Friend Friday. We're going to talk to Pamela Horton, a life coach, about how to quiet your biggest critic, that negative little voice in your own head. <laughs>